Welcome to Caregiving is a ministry where we're looking at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today we have an interesting passage to look at. Um, It comes from the book of Psalms, the 39th chapter, and we will be looking at verses 1 through 8. And I'm going to start off with the New International Version, and then we'll read from the message. So here we go. I said, I will watch my ways and keep my tongue from sin. I will put a muzzle on my mouth while in the presence of the wicked. So I remained utterly silent, not even saying anything good. But my anguish increased. My heart grew hot within me. While I meditated, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. Show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. Handbreath. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. Surely everyone goes around like a mere phantom. In vain they rush about, keeping up wealth without knowing whose it will finally be. But now, Lord, what do I look for? (laughs) My hope is in you. Save me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the scorn of fools. Now from the Message Bible. I'm determined to watch steps and tongues so they won't land me in trouble. I decided to hold my tongue as long as wicked is in the room. Mum's the word, I said, and kept quiet. But the longer I kept silent, the worst it got. My insides got hotter and hotter. My thoughts boiled over. I spilled my guts. Tell me what's going on, God. How long do I have to live? Give me the bad news. You've kept me on pretty short rations. My life is a string too short to be saved. Oh, we're all puffs of air. Oh, we're all shadows in a fire camp. Oh, we'll just spill in the wind. We make our pile and then we leave it. What am I doing in the meantime, Lord? Hoping that what I'm going, hoping that's what I'm doing. I'm hoping you'll save me from a rebel life. Save me from the, from the contempt of idiots. That is pretty harsh, isn't it? <laughs> this is a great passage. How real is David in this one? I thought this would be a good one to discuss because to me it gives voices or it gives a voice to our inadequacies when we're trying to be, and I'm using air quotes here, good Christians. We all get up with the intent of doing the right thing, but whether that happens is 50-50, right? Even our beloved brother Paul admitted he had problems with his flesh and walking the straight and narrow. In Romans 7 verses 15 through 25 he states that what he wants to do he doesn't do and then toward the end of the passage he cries out oh wretched man that I am I am who will save me and then he acknowledges that it's Jesus Jesus is the one who will save and has saved this is for me kind of what David has done in this scripture in this passage but he provides us with a little more detail doesn't he poor little thing he was trying to tame his tongue 
but we know based on James chapter 3 that no one can tame that thing, right? Except when walking in the spirit of God. But in this scripture, that's not what our brother David was doing. Nope, David lost his temper, which I find both funny and freeing. How many of you out there think that, you know, the people, our, our sisters and brothers who are in God's holy word were perfect? I think sometimes we get the impression that they were, even though I mean the Bible lays out everything before so that we see that they weren't. We see or we, we are to see ourselves in them. And the reason why God lays it all out there for us so that we can see ourselves in is one, because there is no one perfect except God. Two, we will never be perfect. Three, perfection is not a criteria for coming to God. Praise God for that. And four, to free us from that perception that we have to be perfect. But a lot of us still need freeing from time to time. I need freeing from time to time. Just like Paul, you know, we want to do the right thing. And we work within our own might. But in every now and then, right, we fall short. We lose it. But we get up each day at least trying. What this passage also highlights for us, you know, one, we will lose it sometimes. But it highlights in true David fashion that once we mess up, you know, we fall short, we miss the mark, is to remember why we were trying in the first place. It's because of our God, our our Lord and Savior, Jesus. We try because we strive to be like him. We try because we want our lives to reflect his glory. We try because we want answers to our petitions, right? We're waiting. And we try because we want his swift return. That is the hope that we place in Jesus. That's the hope that David is referring to here. And you and I both know that he will not let us down. So, if yesterday was the day that you lost your jujus, <laughs> go ahead and shrug it off. If, if you offended someone, you need to go and apologize. And then you need to tell the Lord that you're sorry. As well as remembering why you were striving to remain calm. Why you were striving to hold your words. Why you were striving to be nice to that person. It was because of Jesus. So today let's keep him at the forefront of our minds today. Your weight isn't in vain. Your efforts, your efforts aren't in vain as well. You are waiting for your king's return. Let's pray. God, we thank you once again for your holy word, which is life to us. We thank you, Father, for this day, for this portion of your word that you've given us that allows us to remember we're not perfect, that you don't expect us to be perfect, that there will be days that we fall short, but that we aren't to give up, that we are to remember why we were striving to do the right thing in the first place. And the reason why we strive, Lord, is because we want to bring you honor and glory. Thank you for your word that speaks to our hearts that draw us closer to you that allow us to see that even though you are perfect you know that we are not and that you love us anyway 
Help us to surrender to your Holy Spirit so that we can walk in the Spirit, so that the times that we do fall short won't be as many. But when we do, help us to take your hand as you lift us back up and dust us off and set us back on the path that we were walking on. Thank you for that kind of love that you have for us. I ask that you bless everyone who is listening today. Bless the caregivers who are out there as they care for their loved ones, the special um, daughters and and, um, sons that you placed under their charge. Help them to not feel the weight of grief or the weight of sorrow, but infuse them with your peace as, as your fruit of the Spirit, Father, just engulfs their very being. Help them to know that you are there with them. Help parents today, Father, as they raise children in this environment where nothing is sacred anymore, nothing um, is off limits, that everything is out there for them. Help them to stand strong and stand firm in, in, in instilling parental controls and, and, and guidelines and, and things for their children to do. Bless spouses today, Father, that they speak to each other with kindness that they use their words of encouragement. Help us in all aspects of our lives and help us to always remember that it is our life that is the testimony of the relationship that we have with you. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, don't lose your juju's today. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.